You are listening to Better Off Dad, a podcast featuring three guys with ten kids between them stumbling their way through dad life. I'm Mike, an American voiceover guy trying to make these idiots sound professional. So here are your hosts, Shannon, Nathan, and James. All right, guys, we're back. Episode two of Better Off Dad. Welcome back, Shannon and James. Shannon, what's happening in your world tonight? Look, mate, uh, it's a pretty quiet night for me. Uh, Jenny's gone out with the work girls, so uh, they've all gone across to the big city lights of Bernie. Um, big night out. Uh, I'm home with the boys, just got the twins to bed uh, about probably 40 minutes ago. Luke at a bed about 10 minutes ago, raced upstairs, turned the computer on, grabbed a bottle of red, turned the Tour de France on, so I'll be able to keep some live updates for our listeners. And... Um, yeah, that's that's it for me, mate. I'm uh, I'm here. I'm I'm ready. What about you, uh, James? What are you off to tonight, mate? Anything uh, anything special? Yeah, well, it was special. I uh, took Heidi away for the weekend for a birthday <laughs> weekend. What? Well, yeah, it was special. Um, I was in the house to start with, but now I'm actually in the garage doing it. So um, yeah, I've been <laughs> shafted because of basically it was I had a choice to pick the podcast or pick a. Night with Heidi and really romantic it up, and I picked the podcast, and I'm fucking regretting it. So tell me, tell me, James, it's the beautiful wife's birthday. You've planned this romantic weekend away, very luxurious uh, accommodation, very secluded, no kids, as he does, already set to go. Tell us what happened when you uh, brought up that you had this in store for the weekend. Yeah, well, I was actually going to take her away to Lonnie again, but um, after getting bagged <laughs> out last week for. You know, lavishing out and spending absolutely nothing. I thought, well, what am I going to do? I'll just uh, the keep come up. So, um, yeah, I, Heidi's got you to thank for that. So we've uh, upgraded and made sure that we've got the best of the best. And um, yeah, but then to top it off, I uh, on the way over driving, uh, I had to pick up my new mic. And um, I said to Heidi, "Look, we've got to quickly call in Harvey Norman. Just got to pick the mic up." I hadn't even told her yet that I was going to do the podcast. Because <laughs> I was still shit. Yourself, I think, and I'll get a couple of wines in on a Friday night. I'll ease it in, and she'll be right. And she basically said on the way, said, James, we don't have time, you can get it Monday, we're running late. And that's when I had to break the news that, well, I've got to do the podcast Saturday night. That's gutsy, yeah, it didn't go well. Um, yeah, um, that's just how much commitment I got to this. And, um, I'm going to go without (laughs) tonight just for you guys and for the podcast. I'm sure the listeners are. <laughs> you are definitely going without tonight, though, James. That's that's a guarantee, mate. But um, we do appreciate your commitment. Now, during the week, we've all had some some feedback off uh, the first episode. Uh, some some good, some bad, some in between. But uh, anything from you guys in terms of uh, feedback from from mates, uh, family, enemies, anyone? Oh, look, I'll, I'll I'll go. I've had a, a little bit of feedback based around the um, the dad's joke and. Uh, the cow joke, you know, there, there was some timing issues, but um, Daniel Summers from Wynyard, uh, he said, the interrupting cow joke is difficult to pull off over a web connection. So he could see that the, the timing dilemma I had. Um, so, yeah, most of the feedback I received during the week was based around my inability to nail a joke. We've also had some uh, some feedback via email. So our betteroffdad at mail.com for anybody that wants to uh, contribute any any kind of feedback, uh, any suggestions for the for future shows? Um, I'm just opening up now. I haven't actually been through all these yet, but um, here we go. Uh, yeah. Oh, this one's for you, Mike. Dear Mike, please click on the link below to confirm your Grinder account. Uh, Mike, 
Mike, are you using your uh, oh. personal... Are you using this as a personal email account? Episode two, uh, we wanted to have a topic and, and something that we wanted to discuss a little bit further was uh, being present with our kids. It's probably something we can all relate to. Uh, certainly something we've probably all been guilty of from time to time. Certainly, I certainly know I have. And I guess the first thing that springs to mind when we're talking about being present is um, screen time. Uh, that probably causes the, the most conjecture in our house, um, whether that be phones, iPads, laptops, TVs, whatever, just that distraction when the kids are about. So that often causes a couple of issues here. Um, and it might be, it's usually me in the wrong, uh, probably rightly so. Um, I'm, I'm getting better at it, but it's something that uh, I'm continually working on. One of the things that I find uh, my worst moments are when I've got the kids playing in front of me and they might be playing on the ground or dancing around in front of me and I, I go to grab my phone out of my pocket and I might be checking a footy score or writing back to you clowns or something without even realising we're doing it and it's not until... Not until Soph pops up off the couch like a meerkat or around the corner or just catches me and says, get off your phone, uh, be a bit more present with the kids, and then I realise you're actually right. Um, that's that's probably my biggest issue at the moment of being present that I'm continually working on. What about you guys? Anything? Um, yeah, exactly what you said. That's the same as me. Um, being in business, sometimes I actually carry my work when I get home. So when I get home, there's certain things. Sometimes I've got to message the boys what they're doing the next day, what, where they're going, and then in between that, yeah, like you said, you've got your kids. To get that free time so they're not annoying you or if you're on a phone call, um, you're letting them have screen time. So it's sort of a win-win having screen time each, but it's a double-edged sword because um, once um, you give them that screen time, it's hard to get them off. And what I find is um, when they've been on there for any more than like 20 minutes – their attitude just changes, you know, they're just, they're a mess, they're argumentative, but there's no one else to blame but ourselves because we put that in front of them. So, um, yeah, I've, what I've really got to, yeah, work on is just trying to not bring my work home and do that sort of stuff at home in front of them. Or like you said, it might be a Snapchat, you know, with you guys and doing that sort of stuff. It's, yeah, it's something I really need to work on as well. What about you, Shannon? Do you find stuff at home like that's, that causes conflict um, when it comes to being present? If you had spoken to me 18 months ago, I was definitely the biggest contributor to the the, the parent that was on their phone for work or whatever. I was in it. Uh, I was working for a labor hire company where I'd have, um, at our absolute max, I had like 70 employees to deal with from day in, day out, the phone, I'd be having like 50-odd calls a day. Um, so, like, I used to look at my phone usage and, and you'd get sent a reminder each day how much you'd – or, sorry, each week how much you'd use your phone. So, I was on, on about seven hours a day, which it seems a lot, but when you're having that many phone calls, checking emails, sending emails, da-da-da, you know, it just stacks up. So, I'd be home and I'd be doing the same thing because, like, it's a 24-7 role. Now it's flipped the other way, so I'm on my phone far less. But Jen, because she's taken up the slack within our um, the way we roll, she is on her phone relentlessly doing um, bookings for the salon and, and all these sorts of things. And so, how do you go about um, handling that? So, I guess what are some strategies? Have you guys talked about different ways that you can manage that at home or like on your phone? I think it's just a, at the moment with what we've got, it's a necessary evil. So Luca is um, pretty well adjusted to look look after himself to a degree. He's five years old and the twins, we, we just need to be available to him. So 
Um, I would do most of my phone time at the start of the day from sort of five o'clock till six o'clock when everyone's still asleep on, on Twitter or catching up with the news or whatever. And then when everyone goes to bed, that's when I'm not present with Jen because she's doing her work stuff and it's just the way we are at the moment. It's not ideal. We know it's not going to be forever um, as we'll, you know, Jen will eventually take a back step in the, in the salon. But yeah, that's, that's, that's how it works for us. But as far as solutions, I've found um, there, there's a book that um, I read during that time when I was um, in labor was um, I read the, uh, the resilience project. I think you actually got me onto it, James, that, that yeah. book. And there's some brilliant tools throughout that book about turning off notifications, being um, disciplined in, in your phone use and your, your email use and your computer use um, so that you have that ability, not just for your kids' benefit, but for your own, your own mental sanity. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of it's about, I think, um, a lot of it's habit as well. So it's a lot of things. Um, so there's some things that you can't control. There's, there's things with work that sometimes you can't control. If you've got, you got, you're at home and you've got a phone call about work and about an example with Jen, if she's got an appointment that needs to be made and she's at home with the kids, you can't avoid those things. I guess what we probably need to look at and talk about are the, the, the ones that we can avoid. And I guess they're the ones that have crept into, you know, our, our psyche without us even realizing that we're actually doing it. And like I said, I guess the ones about, you know, checking, checking phones and messages, can they actually wait? And, and that's one thing probably that, uh, I know one thing we've talked about a lot of times when we go to the park with the, with the kids, you go there and there's mums and dads sitting there, heads down, all of their phones while the kids are running around. What we do now, whenever we go to the park, we've, we've made a decision that we'll just leave the phones in the car if we've walked there or leave them in the, you know, pram or at home or whatever. We do not take our phones to the park. And that's something that we've consciously and agreed on that we do from now on. And it's starting to become a habit. Of doing it, so we don't miss those moments of when the girls are going down the slide and looking at us, and we, you know, looking for a reaction and smiling and laughing, and we're not even watching them. We don't want to parent that way. We don't. Want, we want to be in the moment and be more present there. So a lot of it's about making better habits, and and but it's it's practice, isn't it? It is. Look, and and I mean, the the other thing that Jen uses a lot is Pornhub, <laughs> and she's on there all the time. So and you need your phone for that. So. Um, I think people would be surprised with that fact, but uh, that's... I'm surprised um, to take to the park. Being present is also about involving your kids in the activities that you're doing. And that might be if you say you enjoy, you might enjoy fishing on the weekend. It might be that you can take one of your kids or three of your kids or whatever, depending on how big your boat is. But involving your kids in something that you enjoy doing, I think that's that's just as much being present as it is um, watching them, you know, just involving them. And it might be cooking dinner or you know giving them a little job to do while you're cooking dinner or something like that that, that might be something that, that that you know you can do um i read recently i think it's a really good habit to get into as well and something that i must admit i don't do but i'd like to try is every time that you go to cook dinner you allow 10 minutes before it to go and play with the kids so you do something with the kids 10 minutes before you cook dinner every night regardless of whether you're going to have dinner 10 minutes late or 20 minutes late or whatever you Allow 10 minutes to play with their kids and then you cook dinner. And, and again, I, I guess that comes back to developing good habits. But I like that one. I, I think that's something I'd like to sort of try and implement at home a little bit more. Yeah. So with that, um, with your kids, basically, when they're not, when you're not being present and they're on technology, it's, you're just basically handballing the responsibility, aren't you? So instead of, um, instead of basically giving them an iPad and the computer or the TV, what it is, yep. and giving them the easy option, 
Like, they're just mimicking what we do. Monkey see, monkey do. So we're on our phone, we do this. They're doing the same. Like you said, when you start being present, they're actually happier kids. Yep, yep. Yeah, they're just, you actually get along better. They listen more. So it's just a good indication of, you know, when we're being present. Yeah, sorry. There's a, there's a really, really interesting TED talk that I listened to regarding um, technology and the, the, the use of it. And then there's that, that, that guilt that we all feel when we, whether we're sitting at bloody um, lunch or whatever, our kids on a on a phone, and um, you know you're worrying about what everyone's thinking about you and your family, but it's a content that they might be using whilst they're on it as well. So if you can tailor what they're doing during that screen to- screen time to be you know beneficial, um, whether that be reading eggs, reading eggs is a really good one where they're actually doing curriculum things that they are doing at school anyway, and they just think they're having fun on a phone. But it's giving you and your wife or your partner or your whatever time to just be together because it's hard for all of us. Like, there's a reason why we do it. When you talk about that pressure that I think we all put on ourselves as parents, I think a lot of it's about, um, I think we all, part of us wants to be the perfect parent as well. So we, it might be like, um, when I, I suppose I use that example about dinner time. It might be that you want the house clean and you want the kids fed at a certain time of the night. You want to have everything all ready so they can sit down and they can have their dinner, they can read a book and go to bed. But life doesn't always pan out that way. Maybe the house could be messy and we could sit down and have that 10 minutes to play with them. So it's, maybe it's just prioritizing what's actually really important yeah. about doing that as well. And, yeah. and, and another thing exactly. about that too is... um. You know, when you you talked about um, watching our kids and, and being involved there, I think if we're if we're listening and watching our kids, we're we're making them feel valued and making them feel really important, so they're feeling safe and they're feeling loved and, and secure. And I think uh, I think it, as parents, that's our job. This is Dad Hacks. Okay, last week we had our segment of Dad Hacks, and we're going to have another crack at that tonight. We had some uh, some interesting responses last week to certainly to the cheese throwing incident. Dad hacks or anything? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not really anything new. I think uh, every male does it, and they probably even do it at work when they uh, want to get out of work, obviously. But uh, it's obviously when the times get a bit tough and well, you just need a mental break and you just had enough, You just I just go to the toilet and don't even pull my straws down. I'll, just, I'll lock the door and I'll sit there. And I'll sit there and just till I actually get... Heidi just screams, James, three times. And once she's done that, it gives me another 10 minutes. Because by then, she's only just realised I'm gone. So I say, I'm just doing a shit. So meanwhile, I'm probably snapping you, Lace. We're, we're in the middle of a great Snapchat. We're baking bakes here and we're just, we're really into it and we're going for the kill. So yeah, I'm sure you boys are guilty of it as well. If you're not. What about you, Shannon? Any, uh, any dad hacks this week? Well, look, I was actually going to run with the. Um I was going to run with Finergan for long-haul flights. Um, so Finergan's obviously an antihistamine-based um, decongestant for children, but when I read up about it, it's actually not a not a great thing to be giving your children. So, you don't think? <laughs> no, I've never done it. I've never done it. Um, oh, okay, and, okay. and you wouldn't do it because it's not safe for kids under two, so... That's why I'm not going to talk about that one. Okay, so the other one... Now, this, this here is more of a tech one. So um, when we took the twins on, um, decided to go through with it. Uh, not, that, not that we wouldn't have done, but uh, we, had this, we had this situation where feeding, feeding twins, Jen said there's absolutely no way I'm breastfeeding. Like, dead, not, not a chance. So from day one, we fed them on formula. And I know that it's a touchy issue for some mums, but... 
it really it just worked for us and and I and that engagement you get as a mum and a baby by breastfeeding well that was sort of spread between me and Jen because I actually got to feed my babies as infants absolute like as soon as they were I, I did their first I don't know 15 20 feeds because Jen had been through a um, cesarean so whilst we weren't going to breastfeed we decided what how are we going to make these bottles so you do two bottles five times a day 10 bottles a day well how, how do you deal with that so we bought this um it's called a tom uh I think it's tommy tippy tommy T- yeah tommy tippy bottle making machine it's like a little coffee machine you put a little bit of formula in Stick your bottle in, bang, made. Next one, bang, made. So we did like three and a half thousand bottles in the first year of the of the twins' life, and then we moved on to cow's milk, and it wasn't even that hard. But just imagine trying to make them bottles every every four hours on the four hours. What a freaking nightmare! So if you're out there, you've got kids coming on board, get yourself a Tommy Tippy bottle making machine. You can't go wrong. Um, just uh, on these hacks, can we just turn them into like just? A quick hack, not a novel. That, was, was, that went for a long time. Was this a hack or an advertisement? <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline and just kept going and going. You can buy it in a shop, mate. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it? That's like me saying, uh, I've got a really good hack for heating up food you put in the microwave. <laughs> uh, that segment, segment has been proudly brought to you by Tommy Tippy. It's time for Shannon's classic Aussie dad joke. Dad joke of the week. We said it was only going to be one week. Uh, it's back, would you believe, by popular demand. I, I can't believe it. But uh, Shannon, I'm going to pass one over to you. You're running out of chances. Go. Copped a little bit of a ribbing during the week. Um, okay. So this is the. So I'm going to run with the same theory. Two jokes. The dad to dad joke. So it's a bit of a bit of a fruity one. Uh, what's the difference between a magician and a bikini contest? I'm not sure. What is the difference? One has a cunning array of stunts, and the other has a stunning array of swimwear. What's the next one? What else you got? Did did you see what I did, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 no, we we saw it. (laughs) All right, now, this one's a classic for the boys. Or for my boy, uh, Luke, he thinks it's a bloody beauty because, you know, it's just, it's simple but effective. Knock, knock. Who's there? (laughs) Now, keep in mind that you only use these for kids. Not Don't defend your joke. Just get on okay. with it, mate. Come on. Right up. Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Ken. Ken O. Can I come in? Uh, Do you reckon we're going to make a third week? Uh, no. No. Now, during the week, we uh, we had a, a little obstacle, I guess, on our release, didn't we? The podcast. We were just about set to go. We'd, we'd uploaded it uh, to our hosting site. In between that, we were searching on, on iTunes and, and Spotify and these things to see if it, it had been released. Literally about 24 hours before it was released, uh, I, I did a quick search into Spotify and discovered there was another podcast on there called Better Off Dad. And I thought, how the hell did I miss this? So I, we, we did a bit of research. We threw around some names. We looked into it. We couldn't find anything else uh, called that. So I clicked on it and I thought, oh, when was this released? And looked at it and it was released about 24 hours before we dropped ours. Now, obviously, this has caused a little bit of confusion with people uh, searching in for Better Off Dad. But we were too far gone. We were committed. We had our, um, we had our cover art done. We had everything all set up. The, uh, the merchandise of the fans was complete. It was, it was all printed out, all set to go. And we saw this. And we, our first thought was, what are we going to do? But 
With soldiers on, Shannon, you made contact uh, with the Better Off Dad group. Uh, they're in the US, I believe. Yeah, look, I uh, I decided to send them a message on um, uh, Instagram or something like that, and they responded. And they were but, all hang on, it, before but- you get in, before you get onto that, did did you send the message, or did someone else have your phone and send the message? Oh, look, I I've got a few issues with my phone at the moment. <laughs> I can't actually see the keyboard, so. I'm um, punching things out, and um, it's not really (laughs) making a great deal of sense, but um, it did look like it was sent from a four-year-old that had just learnt uh, how to to read a grug book. Um, Yeah, so I I made myself and you guys look like absolute fools with the message I sent them because the spell checking wasn't real good. They would have thought, oh, we're right. Well, that that was maybe the key to them saying, um, oh, that's great, guys, go for it. they weren't bothered that we had the same name because they didn't see us as a threat. Uh, so yeah, I've got them off the. I've got them off the hunt. <laughs> well, see, I'm a little bit different than you. I've, I've I've made some inquiries during the week, and I've made a decision that with with James's money, we're going to sue. Oh. I think we take him to the cleaners. I think we make. I think uh, obviously, James, you're going to, have to chip in a little bit here, but that's not going to not going to bother you too much. But with, with your backing. We're going to take these guys to the cleaners because uh, we're we're here to stay. We're here for at least three or four episodes yet. Well, Well, I've got another idea. I've got another idea. I'm going to off-trade them. We're going to off-trade Shannon to go to their Ah. podcast. And um, like we'll it. get someone else to take his place. And um, I think it's a win-win. A little pre-season trade. I like it, James. I like it. Because, Shannon, you may get further opportunities in this other podcast than what you would get with us. We may get a uh, we may get a guy that can come in and tell jokes. So yeah, it's a win win. Would you be Would you be up for a trade? Oh look, uh, <laughs> I'm loyal, but I'm also acutely aware that you know I haven't been great. I've been great straight off the bat. Let's be honest. Um, and I'm a team player. So if, if you think we can improve the podcast, if if we can improve the podcast by me, um, I don't know, stepping away from the podcast scene, that's fine. I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. Okay. See you, mate. Oh, sold. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last weekend, uh, decided to take the kids to um, Burnie Venture out and go to Bunnings just to get out of the house. And um, had the daughter. She had this little satchel with money in it. And she she kept saying, um, "I'm saving money, Dad. I'm saving money," which was just basically code for. Um, Look, Dad, I'm going to pick something, and you're going to you're going to make up the rest. So you're going to pay the rest, which she only had eight dollars anyway. So went through there, and we had the sausages. Like kids, all kids all wanted sausage. So anyway, me Heidi, we'd, we'd ordered the sausages. Anyway, the ladies brought the sausages out. I went to go FPOS, pay for FPOS. They didn't have a car yet to pay cash, and we've turned to Mia, and she's we said, "Look, Mia, we need some money. Can we pay for these sausages?" Nah, she was dead against it. Didn't want to pay for the sausages. <clears throat> Heidi sort of spat it, said, look, don't worry. I've got money in the car. Got to the car. We had six bucks. So we had, we still needed two more dollars. I'm taking your money off you. You will get the money back. Okay. You'll get the money back. Well, she'd spat it by then. She started crying. <clears throat> she didn't want a sausage. The other kids did. Got in the car, started driving out. As we've got to the corner, she's hit me in the back <laughs> of the head with this little money bag. I've just, I've got no, I've got no backing from my wife. I've turned, simply turned around, grabbed her money. I've undone the window, I've threw it out the window, and I've turned around and said, yeah, well, I owe you another six bucks. <laughs> it was probably, she's screaming even louder, bawling her eyes out, and I can tell you for nothing, ten minutes later, I was back around the corner, undone the car, groveling on the road, picking up every single bit of money <coughs> just to give it back. Very eventful. and um, Mate, I've got, I've got two, two holes I want to pick in that story. 
First of all, Dawson's don't carry coins. <laughs> secondly, secondly, you said you had 10 minutes to go back and pick that money up. In that 10 minutes' time, Shannon would have already picked that up. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised it was still yeah. there. I was surprised it was still there. <laughs> I think you're referring to um, the moment I I went over to the... So James and I share a... Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. This isn't true. We don't share a massive shed. James, James has a massive shed, and I've got a very small corner of it. I, I think I flick him hundred bucks a week for it. So, um, anyway, I've gone to the bin, <coughs> chuck something in there, and there's all these friggin', oh, there's all these friggin' screws in there. And like when I go to Bunnings, so I'm, I run a property maintenance business. You know, it's all small jobs. You know, you, you might knock out four or five jobs a day. Screws are friggin' expensive. Anyone anyone listening to this that's gone to Bunnings to buy screws knows they're expensive. There was a thousand screws sitting on top of this bin. And I'm like, I'll be having them. So I've climbed into the bin and I sent a, sna- <laughs> sent a Snapchat to you boys of me in the bin actually uh, retrieving the screws. And, yeah, so I've, I've um, pulled all these roofing screws out, 65 millimetres, yeah, so I, I did climb into the bin and steal some screws out of James's bin. Where do you go from here? Is it uh, picking up old cans, <laughs> bottles? Like, um, Shannon, how does the rest of your night look from here on in? Uh, look, I've uh, I've got the Tour de France for the rest of the night. Um, Jen said she won't be home until after midnight. I'm just hoping she comes home. Um, she looked fantastic when she left, and I wouldn't be surprised if she came home with company. Um and if that happens, then I guess, I guess I don't know. I just go down to the spare room. But um. I think I think we're all hoping that doesn't happen um, for your sake, because that would be a horrible situation. But if that does happen, what's 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 your um, emergency action plan with the kids? Um, I'll probably just um, tuck tuck some blankets around the boys, put them in the <laughs> put put them in the car, and just pick. Pick Luca up, put him in the car, and we'll just um, just drive around to Mum's house. But but let's be honest, it probably it probably won't happen. Uh, Jen's um, she's an amazing woman, but but she did look fantastic when she left you. I'll I'll, I'll give her that. Nah, look, I, I think you you're thinking the worst here. It probably won't happen. I mean, it might, it might. Let's be, let's be honest, it might happen. I don't think it will happen. I think you were pretty right, but but. I probably would. Just check that your mum's up just in case. <laughs> check us out. If you're on iTunes, um, follow us on there. It doesn't cost you anything. It just, uh, it'll just it download each episode every week and deliver it into your inbox so you don't miss out on a thing. That's about it, guys, for, for this week. But uh, have a good week, Shannon and James. As we say every week, I'd rather be better off dad than better off dead. It's it's not any better this week, is it? Don't drag us into that. That's what you say every week. That's oh, yeah. your thing. That's We're not, right. Don't include us in that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you again, mate. Thanks for, for being part of it. Are we all going for a drink now? Yeah. No, we're not, Mike. Anyway, Bye, thanks, guys. guys. See you next week. See you, boys. Please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and leave a review. Please be nice. Thank you for listening to Better Off Dad.